In a world of uncertainty, one thing is for sure. Cancer doesn't stop during a global crisis. On Saturday, June 13th, the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, LLS, will host a trailblazing event, Big Virtual Climb, sponsored by Abby, to support their investment in groundbreaking research to advance blood cancer cures and its first-in-class patient education and services, including financial support and clinical trial navigation. Step up to take cancer down by climbing 61 floors or 1,762 steps, inside or outside, on stairs, on the road, or your treadmill. Climb your way. Join us for an opening ceremony and then take on your climb with our heart-pumping playlist. Join us on June 13th from coast to coast as we come together to climb, conquer, cure. Register at lls.org slash bigclimb. Welcome into Onto Waveland, the Athletics Chicago Cubs podcast. I'm Sahadev Sharma. With me, as always, is my co-host, Patrick Mooney. Joining us today is Mount Carmel baseball head coach, Brian Hurry. Uh, Brian Hurry has seen some great players come through his program, and the latest to be drafted is Ed Howard, a Chicago product coming to the Chicago Cubs. Very exciting for Cubs fans, for the organization, for the city of Chicago. Uh, Brian, uh, it's uh, you've, you've had some really talented players come through. Finally, one gets selected by the Cubs, uh, by a Chicago team. I'm curious what... For Mount Carmel, you have to uh, you have to scout players. You have to recruit them to come to your school. What was it that stood out about Ed the first time you saw him? Just to describe what you saw, where you were the first time you saw him, and and just what what type of impact that that moment had on you? Yeah, well, you know, kind of kind of a unique situation with with Ed and how he ended up at Mount Carmel. Um, actually, a pretty cool story. Uh, this is now my twenty third year in the baseball program there. Um, pretty proud of what myself and my staff built. And it, it seems like, you know, good players are attracted to the program because of players that have come before them. When, when Ed was um, probably about fourth or fifth grade, um, his older sister was really good friends with my current shortstop at the time. His name was Jerry Houston. Uh, Jerry was the shortstop on our state championship team. I actually went on to play at Oregon after Mount Carmel. But at any rate, Ed idolized Jerry. You know, Ed played shortstop, but he was doing it, you know, he's only 11 years old or so. And Jerry would bring Ed around to our practices, our camps. Ed even served as bad boy in our dugout uh, during parts of seasons. So I really got to know Ed and his family uh, at a really young age. And I think Ed will tell you probably by about the time he was in sixth grade, he had made up his mind that he was going to Mount Carmel. So I kind of got to give uh, you know, a shout out to the Houston family uh, in helping um, show at Mount Carmel, show at our baseball program. Um, you know, now the rest is history. So that's kind of how that went. Brian, I was just curious. James, our White Sox writer, had written a great profile of Ed um, kind of leading into the draft. And the lead is kind of you being at, at Wrigley Field uh, during a rain delay, the day that Jackie Robinson West team uh, won the U.S. championship game at the Little League World Series. This I think it was the last year before the video boards came in. That would have been the great way to watch it. I was just curious if you could recreate uh, that scene for you um, and what became uh, obviously you know a great 
uh, event that people in Chicago really gravitated towards? What's your memories from that day? Okay, so it was it was a Sunday. Um, the Cubs were at home. I don't remember who they were playing. It's not really that important, but I've actually I've personally been a Cubs season ticket holder since 2003. So I'm you know I'm a diehard Cubs fan. <laughs> um, ever since I was you know probably a young boy, my dad started taking me to Wrigley Field. Um, so on this Sunday, uh, I don't know how long the rain delay was, but uh, I, my seats are down the left field foul line, section 201. And when the rain came, we just went right downstairs near the concession areas. And um, there must have been like TV monitors like near the, where they were selling the concession stands, food. And a lot of the uh, fans had taken cover uh, to get out of the rain. And they just so happened they, they put the game on. Um, and I, I just still remember I was able to tell Ed and some of the other guys on the team, actually Jerry Houston's younger brother, Josh Houston, was on the team too, um, just how exciting it was at Wrigley that day when, uh, you know, the game went on and uh, they ended up winning the U.S. title on, on that Sunday. The place was electric and the whole city was, was pulling for them. And I was sitting there silent, like, man, I, I know a lot of these kids and some of them are hopefully going to come play for me, but kind of just kept that to myself and, and soaked it all in. Brian, what – when we spoke to Ed, it, one thing that really stood out to me, and James wrote about this as well, uh, was he's he's extremely proud of how hard he's worked to get to this point. It's clear that his work ethic is, is something that stands out to scouts as well. I've talked to plenty of talent evaluators that say this kid has uh, grade A makeup. Could you just speak to his work ethic and the type of drive you've seen and, and just how unique that is? Yeah, so, I mean, I, I would love to speak to his makeup because his, his makeup as a human being is off the charts. I think the work ethic is going to come from, number one, his mom and dad. They set great examples. They're hardworking people. His mom's a school teacher. Um, but Ed, you know, going, you know, starting out in sports, um, was undersized compared to his peers. He was very small. If you see some of the video, you know, from the Jackie Robinson days that were on TV, um, very fundamentally sound, advanced fundamentally, but you could see how physically small he was compared to the other kids. And I think that, you know, that kind of developed his work ethic, that he had to work hard to be able to compete with the kids that were physically bigger than him. Um, we knew by looking at his dad that he wasn't going to be small forever. So uh, eventually, you know, he was going to grow physically, but that work ethic, being fundamentally sound, um, was instilled in him, um, playing against older kids, playing against kids that were just bigger than him. So he had to be fundamentally sound with the best work ethic to compete. And he's a fierce competitor. He wants to win. Um, and I kind of think those were the roots of, of him, you know, and what he is today and what a great work ethic that he has. Did you know that 75% of us are walking around everyday life chronically dehydrated? We are suffering needlessly from frequent headaches, energy slumps, and poor focus. It doesn't have to be this way. Hydrant creates flavored electrolyte packets you mix directly into your water to make hydrating your body easy and delicious. Each rapid hydration mix has the four essential electrolytes your body needs. Sodium, potassium, magnesium, and zinc help you hydrate quickly and stay hydrated all day. There's no synthetic colors or artificial sweeteners. The formula is vegan, and you can choose between three different flavors or a variety pack. Hydrant starts at just a buck a packet for a 30-day supply. You can save even more with a monthly subscription. And for 25% off your first order, go to drinkhydrant.com cubs. 
That's drinkhydrant.com slash cubs for your 25% off your first order. Drinkhydrant.com slash cubs. This idea of playing for your hometown team came up apparently in uh, Ed's Zoom call with Cubs officials. Why do you think uh, he'll be able to handle what will no doubt be kind of extra layers of pressure that you know maybe wouldn't have been there if he went to uh, maybe one of the other 28 teams that aren't based in Chicago? You know, I, I think Theo, uh, Jed, and their team um, had a legitimate question for him. You know, playing in your hometown, you know, third largest market, um, I think that's a fair question. You know, how not everyone, I think, can handle that. Ed, Ed is unique. You know, even going back to, you know, playing in front of 40,000 people at the age of 12, probably millions of, of more watching on TV. Um, even at that young age, Ed was not intimidated. Um, no stage is too big for him. Uh, if you have heard interviews that he's done, and he's done several over the past few months, he's very mature. He's mentally strong, uh, very polished. He speaks like a major leaguer already. So I think if anyone can handle, you know, the quote-unquote pressure uh, playing in your hometown, it's definitely Ed. And I think that the, the Cubs and Theo and his team realize that after, you know, the Zoom call or a few discussions uh, with Ed. Uh, back in, it was December or January, um, Ed and I and his parents uh, were at Wrigley Field. Uh, some of the area scouts, John Pedrotti and Karan Walker, gave us a tour of, the, of Wrigley Field and facilities. We started out first in Jed Hoyer's office. Well, we had a great talk. And then they worked that out a little bit, and then we continued. We finished up back in one of the offices for about an hour interview. Um, and that's just how Ed is. So they, they were able to see clearly – how special of a kid and family that they're getting in the hours. Brian, from my understanding is the Cubs believe they got the best defensive player available in the draft. Can you just kind of speak to what makes uh, Ed so special on defense and, and what Cubs fans can look forward to out of this uh, special shortstop? Yeah. So um, as far as his, you know, his, his defense has always been so advanced and I'm going to go all the way back to when Ed was introduced to the game of baseball Another Chicago guy, his name is Lou Collier, another South Sider. He played at CVS. He was a late-round draft pick, but grinded it out, worked hard, and he ended up making it to the big leagues, played in the big leagues for about eight years. Uh, when he retired from the major leagues, uh, he had a mission to come back to Chicago. He started the Lou Collier Baseball Association. He really wanted to get back to inner-city kids. And one of his uh, one of his first teams was a young seven-year-old named Ed Howard. And they connected and Ed wanted to learn, he wanted to work, he wanted to be great. Uh, and Lou instilled these you know, major league fundamentals in Ed uh, at a very young age. So by the time you know, he got to 11, 12, and now he's on this big scene with the you know, Little League World Series, and a Hall of Famer named Barry Larkin nicknames him Silk. That sure tells you how advanced he was, but I gotta give Ed the credit for working hard, but credit to his parents for introducing him to Lou and lose willingness to give back to uh, the kids from Chicago. But that's definitely where it all started. And, and now that Ed's a little bit bigger, I think his offense is really going to take off. When Ed started for me on the varsity as a freshman, he might have weighed 140 pounds at the most, five foot four. Now he's 6'2", 6'3", 190 pounds. So the ball is exploding off his bat. Um, his offense, I think, is going to catch up. I can see the power developing in him. He's probably going to play at about you know 210 pounds by the time he gets to the big leagues. 
and I could see him being a 20 home run guy and certainly a gold glove shortstop um, for a generation. That's my vision for him. Between those area scouts you mentioned, Brian, and you know, Theo and Jed in the front office, the Cubs always uh, stress makeup and the idea of being thorough as a high school coach who knows Ed so well. What was, what were those questions like that process like from, you know, the Cubs or maybe some of these other teams of what they wanted to know, how rigorous were these background checks? How did uh, that go? I mean, my understanding is that, you know, this has been going on for, for years with the Cubs. I think all the way back to like his sophomore year uh, with Alec Thomas uh, getting a, uh, a lot of mentions that Ed was brought into Wrigley, uh, even back as as a sophomore. Uh, from your perspective, what did what did they really want to know? How specific did they get? How deep did they get? How frequent were those conversations? You brought up an excellent point. I mean, Ed had another advantage because um, you know all the scouting directors and cross checkers were at Mount Carmel baseball games two years ago to watch Alec Thomas play, uh, and of course you couldn't help but to know who's the kid taking ground balls at shortstop. Um, so I think they, you know, they started to follow him there. You know, as far as my interactions with Jed and some of the scouts, you know, being a Cubs fan, uh, maybe I had an advantage with this. Um, I could appreciate what Theo did in terms of changing the culture with the Cubs. You know, most of my life, the Cubs were the lovable losers. Theo comes in, hires Joe Madden, and I remember the, you know, the first press conference, who could ever forget it, Joe says, we're going to win a World Series. You know, and then they do the shots and the bears, and this is the Hazleton way. But there was a transformation of culture, um, even in the signs of the hang-up in the clubhouse, you know, when we win, 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 win. And that was not an easy job, but unbelievable that, you know, the Cubs hadn't won in over 100 years. But what had to be done is the culture had to be changed. And I've heard the saying, um, culture eats strategy for breakfast. So getting to Ed... And knowing how hard Theo and his team worked to change uh, what I'll say was a losing culture, to be honest with the Cubs for a long, long time, they have turned it into a winning culture. And they've got the exact kind of kid, makeup-wise, that they're, that they're looking for in terms of the culture that they have created since Theo has been there and they want to continue to create. He, his makeup is off the charts. He's a fierce competitor. He's a winner. He's going to be a great teammate. Um, and they're going to love him in the clubhouse. They're going to love him in the community, all those types of things. So if I understand, which I think that I do, what Theo's vision was and goal, they got the right kid. Brian, you certainly uh, paint, a, paint a great picture of what uh, Ed as a person, Ed as a player, it, it's, it has to be exciting for Cubs fans. You're, you're sharing that excitement as both a Cubs fan and, uh, and uh, you know a coach for Ed. It's an exciting time. Uh, really appreciate your time. I know you've uh, you've been busy with doing the radio rounds, and so we appreciate your time coming on with us. Uh, thanks so much. Exciting that uh, not only is Ed uh, getting a chance, but Alec Thomas seems to be thriving in the Diamondback system, and, and that's, that's exciting for you as well, I'm sure. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Is there anything else you, you were, we're missing that you, you feel we must hear about with Ed or anything else you'd like to share? Feel free to. No, I, I think that, that we've covered it all. And I can just, you know, share with the entire city of Chicago. I, um, I've been fortunate to personally know Ed. Um, I think over, you know, the years, um, the city is going to get to know him and how wonderful of a human being that he is, how much he loves to play the game. 
Um, you know, through this entire process, I, I actually spoke to many uh, scouting directors and, uh, and at least one or two of them had commented to me, you know, we've been following Ed for, you know, years now since, you know, his sophomore year we're seeing Alec and we, we've done our research. We cannot find a single thing wrong with him. They said, it's, you know, it almost seems too good to be true. <laughs> and I said, you know what? I, you know, I can understand why you would think that he's too good to be true, but he's not. He's really all that and more. Um, so the Cubs are going to be very happy with, with the person that they got. And I think he's going to be the Cubs shortstop for a long, long time. Um, Captain-type leadership. And he's going to lead the Cubs to another World Series um, somewhere down the line. That's a, that's great to hear. I'm sure Cubs fans are thrilled to hear that. Really appreciate the time. This is you're painting quite the picture of the guy, and it ma- makes it sound like he's going to be easy to root for as well. Thanks again for your time, Brian. Okay, take care. Thank you. This is on to Waveland with Sahadev Sharma. Thanks to Patrick Mooney, my co-host. If you are not a subscriber to the Athletic, please go to theathletic.com/backslash/onto-waveland for a 30-day trial. Uh, We will be back with you next week. Thanks for listening.